0: This is Dave Burnett, and I want to welcome you to today's God's Family Plan podcast. The title of today's podcast is 2020, a time of danger, decisions, and destiny. 2020 will go down in history as a time of danger. It will also be remembered as a time when we made decisions that will shape our destiny as individuals, as households, and as a nation for years, decades, and generations to come. Let me say that again. 2020 is a year that will set the course of our destiny as individuals, households, and as a nation for years, decades, and generations to come. In this pivotal year as a Christian, I believe that it's essential that we look beyond the media, we look beyond the political voices, and beyond even our own private opinions and prejudices. As we search for meaning and resolution to this season of COVID 19, social upheaval, and political antagonism, vital that we look to scriptures for answers. It's also essential to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit for direction, correction, and encouragement in this trying and uncertain time. John 16, 13 in the Amplified says it this way, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but He will speak whatever He hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and He will disclose to you what is to come. In the future. As I've studied scripture and listened for the voice of Holy Spirit regarding the truth about this time and season, I've been drawn to the story of David, the future king of Israel, and especially that portion of the story that begins in 1 Samuel chapter 27. I believe there are parallels to be observed and lessons to be learned from this study that apply to this present time and our current circumstances. But before we start today's journey, I'd like to set the stage. At this point, it is important to note that David has already been anointed by the prophet Samuel as the one chosen by God to be Saul's successor as the king of Israel. However, Saul did not simply surrender the crown or throne just because Samuel anointed David to be king. The task of assuming the throne over Judah and Israel required a process that transpired over a period of years. Between the time of his anointing by Samuel and the time he assumed the throne of all Judah and Israel, many significant events occurred in David's life. Over this period, David would cease to be known as a shepherd boy guarding his father's sheep and become known as a military hero. The women of Israel danced and sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Now hearing this, enraged Saul and provoked a murderous jealousy in him toward David. Saul initiated a series of attempts to kill David. This began a season of David in danger. So David entered a season of life as a fugitive from Saul's deadly intentions. Although he had been anointed as king, David became a man on the run. In this narrative of David's journey, a journey through danger, we find direction for our journey today. When we're in danger, we begin to make decisions in response to that danger. You know, the old fight or flight thing? So David came to a place of decision, and this is where we pick up today's story. David's decision was that he would be safer in the land of the Philistines, Israel's historic enemies, than he would be in Israel. Now, in that time of history, the Philistines lived in a coastal strip between the Mediterranean Sea, and the land of Israel and Judah, known as Philistia. As a matter of additional perspective, consider that David was a young man in his 20s when we pick up today's storyline, and the time period that had elapsed between David's anointing by Samuel and his entry into the land of the Philistines is not definitively known. But suffice it to say that enough time had elapsed to allow him to acquire two wives and a military troop. And when he fled into the land of the Philistines, David took his two wives, 600 men, and each had his own household with him. It's important to note that Scripture does not indicate that David sought the Lord's advice before making this decision to go into exile and into the land of the Philistines. As we'll see later on, Scripture takes note of the times when David inquires of the Lord, but at this point it would appear that the plan to go into exile in Philistia was born out of David's situational assessment and the conclusions of his own reasoning. Scripture records that David's strategy worked. When Saul learned that David had fled to Gath in the land of the Philistines, he no longer pursued David. Let's pause here for a moment and ask, what can we learn from David's decision that might apply to our situation today? The psalmist tells us in Psalm 119, verse 11, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. These are times when we need to be so filled with the Word of God, so prayed up and listening to Holy Spirit, that when we're forced to make a quick fight-or-flight decision, a life-and-death decision, we will make the right choice. All the time that David spent with God in his younger years while tending his father's sheep may have seemed insignificant or unimportant to others at the time, But time spent away from the noise of the world and with Father God was a time of preparation for David's future. It was a time of preparation for the danger of a season to come. Friends, these times of isolation in 2020 are our time to get prepared for anything and everything. These are times to spend in communication with the Father, times to put more of his word in our hearts, and it's time for us to prepare for whatever may come. The Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians 4, verses 12-13, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation, he says, I know what it means to lack, for I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of all things, whether in fullness or in hunger, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. This is our training time. This season is our boot camp. We need to take advantage of this time to prepare in his presence. We need to redeem the time in these evil days. In the land of the Philistines, David found favor with Achish, king of Gath. Later, David's son Solomon would write in the book of Proverbs, and I'm reading from Proverbs 16:7 in the Passion Translation, When the Lord is pleased with the decisions you've made, he activates grace to turn enemies into friends. So, David presented a request to Akish for a place to live, a place in a country town away from the royal city and away from Akish's attention. Akish responded favorably to David's request by granting him the town of Ziklag. Now, think about the scope of what's happening here. We have David, 600 fighting men, military personnel, if you will, and their households moving into town. What would it look like if in a matter of days your town grew by 1,500 to 2,000 people or maybe even more? In Ziklag, David and his entourage were safe from the wrath of King Saul. But by trade, David and his band of fighting men were warriors. So they went to work. Ziklag served as David's base of operation to launch rage on the Geshurites, Gerzites, and the Amalekites. Now these were people who lived in the land extending to Shur and Egypt. And they were tribes that may be regarded as the enemies of Israel. If you read verse 12, the last verse of chapter 27, you'll find that King Achish thought David would be his servant forever. But David had a destiny and God had a plan. Sources indicate in all that David and his entourage lived in Ziklag for a year and four months. You see, Ziklag is not a forever place or a forever season. Ziklag simply served a purpose in David's journey to his destiny. The first two verses of 1 Samuel chapter 28 and the 11 verses of chapter 29 record the beginning of the end of David's Ziklag season. As King Achish and the Philistines gathered to fight against Israel, Achish requested that David join him in this fight, and David agreed. However, the Philistine military commanders would not allow a former Israeli military hero to go into this battle. In response to the Philistine commander's request, Achish sent David and his men away. As we learn in the verses and chapters ahead, one of the lessons to learn from this exchange between David and King Achish is that what appears at the time as an insult or an obstacle may be a part of God's bigger plan to send us into a new place and into a new season of success. However, as we find in 1 Samuel chapter 30, David and his men were not prepared for what faced them in the immediate future as they returned home. On the third day of their march back to Ziklag, David and his men returned home to find the Amalekites had burned and looted the town. David and his men also discovered that the Amalekites had taken their wives, sons, and daughters captive and went on their way. Now, prior to this time, David and his men were busy pursuing their thing. One of the things I learned many years ago is that a strength that is overplayed becomes a weakness. These men were warriors going out to war. That's what warriors did in that day. But David and his men were so focused on the fight before them that they neglected to set a rear guard to protect the people and possessions that were most valuable and dearest in their lives. Today, Ziklag serves as a reminder that whatever our vocation, calling, or gifting may be, it should not overshadow our responsibility to serve and protect our household. The failure to protect our household provides the adversary an open door to attack, plunder us, defeat the effectiveness of our calling and anointing. David escaped the murderous attacks of Saul, but failed to prepare for the attack of the next enemy. Ziklag should teach us that we cannot afford to be unaware of Satan's schemes. We cannot assume that yesterday's escape or yesterday's victory will automatically insulate us from tomorrow's attack. Dave and his warriors lost everything of meaning in their lives to the Amalekites at Ziklag. They were overtaken by anguish and grief as they mourned their losses. They wept until they could weep no more. Their agony and bitter devastation were so great that David's warriors considered stoning him. And it's at this point, Ziklag was no longer a safe haven. It had become a huge setback. But in reality, this setback was a setup for a great comeback. It was at this point that David made two pivotal decisions. Decisions that would mean the difference between disaster or destiny. First, David decided to encourage himself in the Lord. In any disaster, in any failure, in times of grief and loss, the best decision is to turn to the Lord. If you look at David's writing in the book of Psalms, you may come to see a pattern. David is honest before God with his feelings of desperation and disappointment, but it's not unusual for David to work through his expressions of anguish and end his conversations with God in an attitude of worship. At Ziklag, David grieved his loss, but then he turned his focus toward God. Then David made another quality decision, a decision to get God's perspective on the situation. Unlike his earlier decision to move to Philistia, Scripture specifically notes that David inquired of the Lord. In this he asked two questions, shall I pursue and shall I catch them? And so the word of the Lord came to David, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. David and his warriors obeyed the word of the Lord and set out in pursuit of the Amalekites. As they pursued, David was forced to leave 200 men at the brook of Baser because they were too exhausted to continue. But even with 200 fewer men in his troop, David continued in the pursuit of recovery. When we're at the end of our strength, his strength becomes more obvious. Isaiah 40, 29 in the Amplified Version says it this way, He gives strength to the weary. And to him who has no might, he increases power. Zechariah 4, 6 tells us, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. In Psalm 33, verse 16, the voice translation says, A king is not delivered by the might of his army. Even the strongest warrior is not saved by his own strength. When God says pursue and recover all, he means just that. He knows your weakness. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so as they continued their pursuit, David and his band of 400 found an Egyptian servant who was left behind by the Amalekites. The young man was able to lead David directly to the ones who had looted Ziklag. The revelation David needed in the journey to recovery was provided as he faithfully walked out the process of pursuit. David believed the word of the Lord. He acted on that word and God honored that faith and provided what David needed to fulfill the word. As David and his warriors overtook the Amalekites, the Amalekites just didn't give up their plunder without a battle. This journey to recovery required a fight to the finish. David and his troop battled from dusk of one day until the evening of the next. But as the Lord had promised, David recovered all. With this victory and the spoils secured, David and his men returned to Ziklag. At this point, the stage was being set for David's move into his destiny. 1 Samuel chapter 31 tells us the story of the death of King Saul. With the death of Saul, the next chapter of David's life would begin to unfold. Ziklag would simply become a memory, another stop on the journey of David's destiny. A time of transition lies ahead. 2 Samuel chapter 2 tells us that David inquired of the Lord. Did you catch that? Scripture took note again that David sought the Lord's perspective. This time, the Lord instructed him to relocate to Hebron in Judah. Ziklag, as a place and a season, was over. It was history. David, his wives, fighting men, and their households moved to Hebron and the surrounding area. It was at Hebron that the elders of Judah anointed David as king of Judah. David reigned over Judah for seven and one-half years in Hebron before the elders of Israel also came to Hebron to anoint him as their king as well. David was 30 years old when he started to reign. David's journey to destiny led him into danger. In order to complete this journey, David made decisions that determined his outcome and the outcome of his household as well as the outcome of his warriors and their households. David's journey led him to Ziklag, but Ziklag was not the end of the journey. For America, this is a Ziklag season. It's a frustrating and uncertain time. There are dangers, there are dangers from COVID-19, dangers from social unrest, and the list goes on and on. But there are decisions that have been made and decisions that will be made, and these are decisions that will mean the difference between destiny and disaster for our nation. In order for America to align its journey with its destiny, we need to learn the lessons David demonstrated in his Ziklag season. America as a nation, and you and I as individuals, and our households, have a God-ordained destiny. During this trying time and season of testing, I invite you to make a quality decision to encourage yourself in the Lord, to seek His perspective, to inquire of the Lord, to protect your household, and to prepare to recover your destiny, regardless of what the future holds. Good, bad, or indifferent, we need to be able to say with the Apostle Paul, I'm trained in this secret. Of overcoming all things. Finally, Scripture tells us that God is not a respecter of persons. If we do what David did, God will do what He did for David, and we will recover all. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this podcast, we would like to hear from you. The way to communicate with us is on our God's Family Plan Facebook page. A link to this podcast will be posted there. You can give us your feedback in the comment sections beneath that post. I bless you and leave you with these words. It may look like a setback, but God is able to turn your setback into a huge setup for a great comeback. Have a blessed week.